0: Cauldron
1: FM,
2: online,
1: the sound of
0: magic. Enter Merlin, but beware, do not interrupt his magic.
1: Bohemia with Bohemian friends, we're all kinda nuts. Well that's okay. We got signs, And magic in our blood and our brains. Call fat boots, and lanes. My fish nets are torn. I like them that way. I got fat wings under my skin, they come out at night. Where the venture begins? Fly Fun. Coming my way. I'm a steampunk gypsy on a cabaret stage I got pixie dust in my ribbons cage Brass gadgets put together in mischievous ways I'm anachronistic, bilinguistic
2: Not to mention holinistic in the most
3: You for joining me here on Cauldron FM, The Sound of Magic. That was a fantastic piece by one of my all-time favourite bands, Frenchie and the Punk, and it was called Steampunk Pixie. So as the show unfolds we'll be listening to a few more pieces of music by artists from the steampunk movement, together with a preview of the new novel, The Vampire of Blackpool, read by the author herself, Catherine Green. And a few other little bits and pieces will crop up as we move through the hour. So let's now listen to the next piece of music which is from a band called Abney Park and it's a track entitled Sleep Isabella.
0: I was actually going to tell you on our Thanksgiving day that you are one of the things I was thankful for and how much Cauldron FM has and does still mean to me. I listen to it often and it's like coming home. Cauldron FM, where the magic really happens.
4: The Vampire of Blackpool by Catherine Green The Vampire, the Witch and the Hunter battle it out in a contemporary Gothic adventure in Northern England. Meredith Hanson lives in Blackpool the former Victorian holiday hotspot of Northern England. She masquerades as a reclusive author, feeding on the blood of unsuspecting tourists without remorse. Her life takes on new meaning when she meets a young witch in a local pub one evening. Despite Meredith's cold demeanour, she finds herself oddly fascinated with Samantha Morris and falls into an accidental relationship with the girl. It is at this time that a vampire hunter arrives in Blackpool. He is tough he is determined, and his next target is an ancient vampire that has been spotted in the tourist town. He intends to bring her down and destroy her to save the lives of innocent humans. Will he succeed, or will the experienced vampire seductress be the cause of his undoing? The Vampire of Blackpool by Catherine Green is a brand new novel available now. You can find it at spookymrsgreen.com or you can order via Amazon and other ebook and paperback retailers.
3: And that was Catherine Green introducing her new book. And we'll hear more from her later in the programme. And now for a little bit of news. The first free Pagan Pride Festival to hit Southampton will be held on the 21st of August, which is a Sunday. It's a free event for all the family. There will be a bright, colourful parade which will arrive in the park around 11am, which is free for all to join in the park, you will find the bandstand. This will host a variety of musicians, including Loxley, Corvus, Mad Madeline and Sprig and Mist. And then finally, closing the show, Incubus Succubus at quarter to four till quarter to five. There will also be a talks and workshop marquee for you all to enjoy. Then there will be market stalls full of pagan goodies from mead to candles, clothing to jewellery and much, much more. Along with a number of info tents from various different pagan organisations, including the Pagan Federation and Children of Artemis. We have also got a market marquee with a few smaller stalls. There will be a children's area, drumming, Morris dancers, belly dancers, Saxons, yoga, Tai Chi, and some great food, including burgers, donuts, candy floss, and a vegan option too. The whole day is free to attend for all the family. So I hope you enjoy it. And now we're going to move on with Caravan of Thieves and a track called Dr. Flynn.
5: Dr. Flynn could have been a very happy wife life. Working career came first that year. She wanted respect, but she was easy on the eyes and became the boss's pet. Oh, no, no. The choices we make and things we say create the hands of fate. The things she did and words she said drove a man away. Pushed herself, ignored her health, and began to fall apart. Doomed is the soul who ignores their broken heart. Oh no, 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 sometimes you lose. Too ill and out of faith She accepts the hand of a lonely old man Who only knows her name Down she fell to a private hell The middle where no one dreams Where beauty and brains Are things she will not need Oh, no, no
1: an easy world but we're, road, we're cowards' road, road,
5: robes road, and face, face eternity Oh no, no, no Sometimes you lose it all, we're all gonna fall. Some people lose it all
1: and FM
4: the Sound of Magic.
2: Streaming 24 7.
4: The Vampire of Blackpool by Catherine Green. Hello, my name is Catherine Green, and here I would like to share an excerpt from my brand new novel, The Vampire of Blackpool. It is widely available now in ebook and paperback formats. Here is your sample. Dawn was approaching, and I found myself wandering aimlessly through the streets of Blackpool. I had flown from a nightclub further down the promenade until I was in the most populated area of the town at this time of the morning. At this early hour the huge fluorescent illuminations were dark, and the air had changed as the sun prepared to show itself for the day. I knew I should be returning home to rest, but I felt strangely agitated and unable to settle. The pubs and nightclubs were finally closing down after another busy night, and the peaceful seafront was punctuated by odd shouts and catcalls as drunkards made their way to hotels and hostels. I listened idly to the sounds of men and women shouting and laughing, car horns honking and mobile phones ringing as people that tried to locate missing friends. I also heard the cacophony of police and ambulance sirens, a familiar backdrop in a town where humans were unable to control their addictions to lethal substances. As I walked slowly along the Victorian promenade, Hidden in the shadows and looking out to sea, I became aware of a presence some distance behind. I knew it was a man, and I knew he was following me. Smiling, I continued walking, careful not to betray my knowledge of him. His steps were strong and firm, and I realised that he was not simply another intoxicated tourist. In fact, he seemed intent on following me, with a strange determination to his aura. Frowning, I reached out with my senses, and was surprised when I could not enter his mind. He was not a witch, nor a shapeshifter, but I could not penetrate the iron barrier that he mentally erected. Curious, my steps slowed, and so did his. I decided to take a look at this strange creature. Looking up, I saw the ornate ironwork of the promenade, newly restored by the local council authorities. I leaped up, landing on a broad metal bar, and I stepped lightly across to where the man was now standing. He had stopped when I disappeared, and I saw him lift his head to try to locate me. He knew I had jumped into the rafters. He knew what I was. A sudden panic struck my chest and I caught my breath. Who was this mysterious man? What did he want with me? Keeping myself in the shadows, I held on to a bar and crouched down so I could see his face. He looked human. His skin seemed pale in the reflected light from the street lamps. His eyes were dark, but I sensed that their colour was blue and his features were handsome. He had a rugged jaw and his body was tall and muscular. He was clearly a bodybuilder of sorts, although I felt his sport was more likely to be that of martial arts, or something that required agility and cunning. I inhaled his scent, drawing it deep into my throat, tasting him around the pervading odour of sea salt. "'I know you are up there,' the man said suddenly, and I stifled a gasp, crouching still and silent. "'Come out and face me, vampire!' He was a hunter. I knew immediately by the bitter tone of his voice and the courageous nature of his words." For the first time in over seventy years, I was facing a vampire hunter who wanted my head on his sword. I felt nothing. I could easily dispatch of him. I had done so with all the other vampire hunters throughout the centuries. In the early years they truly believed in the power of crosses, holy water and garlic. At first these tools had caused little discomfort, but I had learned to overcome them. Wooden stakes were still a problem. There was something about wood that simply disagreed with a vampire's body. It was one of the few materials from which we could only heal at human speed, unless it pierced our heart, in which case it killed. We had the same problem with pure silver. The metal contained a natural repellent, and it worked for both vampires and shapeshifters. We were still unsure of the reasons why. Our ancient texts and teachers believed it was all tied to the magic of the moon. All I knew was that I avoided coming into contact with wood and silver at all costs. The man paced a few steps in a tight circle, looking up to where I crouched in the shadows. He knew I was here. He was not about to give up. I found myself intrigued. I could descend upon him now and kill him immediately. I would drop his body into the ocean and nobody would be any the wiser. But I still smarted from Samantha's attack earlier that evening. Despite my crazed feeding in the nightclubs, I felt weakened, exposed. I was also angry. How dare such a young upstart as her do that to me? I warned her that she was in danger, and still she pursued me. It was her fault. She brought it on herself. The anger that had been bubbling just below the surface suddenly burst forward, and I hissed, leaping down from my perch and aiming for the vampire hunter. I landed on his shoulders almost immediately, and he crumpled to the floor with a shout, sprawling in the soft, dry sand at the very edge of the beach. Crushing my arm across his throat, I dragged him back onto the concrete pavement beneath the promenade. We were concealed from view, free to fight our battle in isolation. The man grabbed at my arm, trying desperately to loosen my grasp. I hissed and snarled at him as he struggled. Before I could stop him, he flicked a silver blade from a knife he had concealed in his sleeve. I screamed as the blade sliced across my skin, forcing me to release his neck and fall back onto the ground, clutching my wounded arm. He was on his feet almost immediately, and I realised that this was no ordinary vampire hunter. This man was well trained, prepared for our attack. He had set himself up as my victim, and now he intended to take me out. I would not allow that to happen. Before he could stab me with his knife, I leaped forward and smacked it from his hand, sending it flying across the beach and disappearing from view. I snapped at him, trying to bite his skin, but he blocked me with skill and practised agility. We grappled and fought, rolling onto the ground, and I began to enjoy the fight. It had been so long since I had felt anything, and tonight I had tasted the sweet blood of a witch, the strong power of ancient magic the sheer exhilaration of anger and frustration. Now I simply revelled in the activity and I toyed with the hunter, first allowing him to hit me, then returning his blows. Every time he tried to pull out a weapon I smacked it from his grip until I was certain he could be carrying nothing more. I had removed four small handguns, six knives and even a sword that he had concealed in a sheath on his back. Now he lay beneath me panting and bloodied, gasping for air and struggling to make another move. I knelt over him, my blood dripping onto his skin and clothes from where he slashed and shot and hit me. All of my wounds smarted, but I would heal, and for now I bore the pain of their infliction. The man finally decided to speak, and his rich, deep voice startled me momentarily. "'How old are you?' he asked in wonder. "'I've never come across a vampire like you before.' I hesitated, unsure for the moment whether he was simply stalling for time. Then, against my better judgment, I replied— My voice was cold and clear of emotion, and he lay entranced beneath me as as I spoke. "'My age is of no importance, Hunter,' I said. "'Why have you come here? Did you know of my presence?' He shook his head once. "'I was sent here,' he said, "'by my superiors. "'They said there had been a series of killings that looked like the work of a vampire. "'I guess I found my culprit.' He coughed and turned to the side, spitting blood onto the concrete pavement." I resisted the urge to reach over and lick it up. I much preferred fresh blood, straight from the vein. Instead, I held him firmly in my grasp, his arms pinned under my hands, his body underneath mine. He was exhausted and wounded, and I knew he could not fight for much longer. "'You will not defeat me, Hunter,' I said. "'I know all of your tricks.' He stared at me, and I refused to look away under his scrutiny. Instead, I stared back, showing him my glowing silver eyes and my gleaming fangs, wet with his blood where I had bitten and nipped him during our fight. He licked his lips, his body tense beneath me. I felt his confusion as his mental barrier began to weaken. My smile widened and I leaned down, my lips a mere inch away from his. "'You want me, Hunter,' I purred. "'Admit it. You want me to kiss you and you want to taste your blood on my lips. "'I know how it works.' You are all the same. I crushed my lips to his and he struggled to push me away, but not before he opened his mouth for me and our tongues entwined for a moment. Then he managed to force me back and I stood up, laughing. Mmm, I murmured. Delicious. I will leave you to recover. We will meet again. Stepping back slowly and licking my lips, I gave him time to scramble to his feet. What is your name? he demanded. I have to know. Please. I shook my head. No, no, Hunter, I said. You have to earn it. And with that I leaped up into the early morning sky, disappearing from his view and directing my flight towards home. It had been a long, uneventful night. I needed to heal. I needed to sleep. But most of all, I needed to think about what had happened. The arrival of a vampire hunter would certainly make my life more difficult for a while. I could soon kill him. I could have done it tonight. But something had stopped me. And that is what I needed to think about. I was confused, elated, exhausted, and wounded. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, then please do seek out The Vampire of Blackpool by Catherine Green. The novel is available in paperback and ebook formats via spookymrsgreen.com, Amazon, and other ebook and paperback retailers. Colden
1: FM.
3: Online.
1: The sound of magic.
3: Well, thank you, Catherine, for reading that excerpt from the book Vampire of Blackpool by Spooky Mrs. Green, Catherine Green. And I think it's the sort of thing that, if you're into your vampire tales, then uh, it's really something you should be reading. So anyway, let's move on now with another piece of music and this is by a band called Avalon Rising. Don't know anything about them at all so just sit back and enjoy God Walks Among Us by Avalon Rising.
0: Hey, Raven Moonshadow here. Dropping in to let each of you know, you can now find me on Facebook. Catch up with the latest goings-on of Raven, read reviews I've posted, listen to previously aired shows, get links to books, music, and general information, find items I've handcrafted, or even just drop me a note. So if you have the time, drop by my page, give it a like. To find me, just log on to www facebook.com slash ravenmoonshadow dot hps be
3: now staying with the Avalon theme this is a track by somebody called Leslie Fish don't know whether it's a band or whether it's an individual person who's put together some musicians or whatever but the song is called Avalon is Risen and when I first heard it I was absolutely blown away by it I thought wow this is amazing What a piece of music. I hope you like it as well. So, The Sound of Leslie Fish with Avalon is Risen, here on Cauldron FM, The Sound of Magic, with me, the Merlin.
6: Hail the day so long expected When the gates are open wide Old and new collected Have restored the ancient pride Throughout fairies wide dominion Hear the trumpets swoop and soar Avalon is risen, is risen, is risen Avalon is risen to fall no more All of us now stand in wonder Visions come to pass Old earth mother and god of thunder Huntress, beaver, join the dance Swell the sound of joyous laughter Hear immortal voices roar Avalon is risen, is risen, is risen Avalon is risen to fall no more Thought that all their hating Had sent her beneath the waves Avalon was only waiting For her folk will not be slaves Now the day of freedom's dawning Brings them back forevermore Avalon is risen, is risen, is risen Avalon is risen to fall no Is risen, is risen, Babylon is risen to fall no more. Listen, warriors of the old gods, as the wild hunt's horn does sound. All their works shall fall before us, and the evil ones be bound. Raise the shield of pride Athena, swing the hammer. Before. Avalon is risen, is risen is risen, Avalon is risen to all no more. Hear me now, each three and fan three, Brahman called the and two, priest and priestess, poet go thee, brune master and shaman true, all your Through the void so deep and far They will come with us unfailing Plant the seeds from star to star Hear our children's, children's voices Join with those from days of yore Everyone is risen, is risen, is risen
1: FM: The sound of magic
3: streaming 24/7. Now, if you were paying attention earlier in the show, you'd have heard me talking about Pagan Pride South. I listed the names of some of the bands that were playing, and the next two tracks that I'm going to play for you now, one behind the other, feature two of those bands. And the first one is Corvus, and their song called "The Call." Followed by Incubus Succubus, the headline act with Song of the Siren so I'm going to be quiet now for a few minutes and then when I come back we'll start to wind the show down when we'll go back to some uh, steampunk based music I think
0: Descendants of the Earth in a green
4: Is Catherine Green, also known as Spooky Mrs. Green, the pagan housewife. Coljon FM, the sound of magic.
3: Music, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year.
1: Than sitting down and listening to Colgen FM.
3: That was Incubus Succubus with Song of the Siren, and now back to the steampunk music. And we'll start off this last little section with the sound of Frenchie and the punk and Dark Carnival. Enjoy. Final final piece of music for this show is going back to a band that I played earlier, which is Abney Park, and a track that I fell over while I was looking for the music for this show, and it's something called Steampunk Revolution, which I thought was very very apt. So I'd like to say thank you very very much for being there for listening to this show on Cauldron FM, the Sound of Magic. I'm the Merlin. If you're interested in becoming one of our presenters or you'd like to know a little bit more about advertising with us, anything like that, all you've got to do is drop us a line and you can do that via email to cauldronfm at mail.com. If you're an artist that wants to get your music played, again, drop us a line, we'll be back in touch. All that remains now is for me to say once again thank you very much enjoy the sounds of abney park and steampunk revolution and i'll speak to you again very very soon and i wish you the best things that life can give love light and blessed be from me the merlin and everybody here at cauldron fm bye bye now
1: FM, the sound of magic. Golden FM is a Moonshadow Media production.